Do you want us to keep producing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there? If so, there's a way you can help. If you enjoy this show, please consider donating to help us pay for the cost of making it available. You can do so by using the PayPal link in the description of the podcast or on social media sites where we post it. Even a small donation would help. Thanks in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Welcome to Rams Rewind and welcome to the nightmare scenario. The one thing I absolutely didn't want to have happen was VCU ending up in a seventh place game playing their former coach, playing Penn State, because that would have been depressing. That would be depressing for everybody. Because it was, of course, you know, Mike Rooms left, and all those players left, and it would have been great to play them in a third place or a championship game, because then you can kind of feel better about the situation, but having to play them in a seventh place game is just depressing. We're all going to need an hour on the couch afterwards. But we might need an hour on the couch anyway, because somehow VC managed to lose this game Despite the fact that Boise State, after they had a hot start to the first, second half, was one for seven down the stretch and didn't make a field goal in the last 521, and yet VCU could not put together enough good plays on offense to win this game in spite of that. And it's just ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous uh, what happened in this game. I mean, my goodness, so many, so many bad possessions with one or two guys touching the ball and all this trembling, and they could just never get in a rhythm. And maybe some of that is is that you know, they played more players, which I thought was the right thing to do. They had to make a concession to the fact that a lot of people played heavy minutes last night that they didn't want to run out of gas at the end uh, tonight like they maybe did last night. But there's just no reason for, for this team to play like this at times, to be not moving team-oriented, to not be moving without the bass and ball, to not be moving the ball around, to be dribbling it so much, and to no good purpose at times. I just don't understand it. And that last play, I mean, Ryan Odom, the other timeouts, drew up some great plays, and they scored out of them. And I just don't get what Zeb's thinking there. And he's just dribbling, 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 and then he's shooting to get fouled instead of shooting to make the shot. And for God's sakes... Somebody tell everybody on this team, Max, Zeb, everyone. One of the worst things you can do is shoot to make to, to get foul instead of shooting to make the shot. Because you're not going to get the call. Maybe some of the time you will, but most of the time you won't. And the other thing is, why are you putting it in the hands of the refs in the first place? You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. It's infuriating. It is infuriating. Among the other things that are infuriating, and yes, Chris Carway, 15 turnovers. You know, that's one of those things that gets them in the end. Although, again, they were better about that in the second half. They only had six. They only had six. You know, they had a they had a tough start rebounding to start the second half. They ended up winning the second half and rebounds. They ended up winning rebounds by 11. Problem is... They didn't get they they made plenty of their of their second chance points fourteen to four but they probably needed to make more since they got ten offensive rebounds. 
and time and, and and the other classic is you know max rice and jace whiting they kept them real quiet in the first half between them they had two points second half they got their stuff all they got the stuff all bit 12 points each and it was a real community effort from boise state you know let well, me see here one two three or six seven eight different guys scored the meadow only had two points who were in the in the uh in the first half and we just I just don't I, I I'm struggling for answers right now with this team. We are pretty good defensively. You know, Boise State shoot, shoots forty two percent tonight. Uh that was cute. Yeah, it was the second half where they shoot for the game. For the game they shoot forty one percent. You know, they 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 oh they're all right on threes, thirty seven point five where they got us was the foul line. They shoot, you know, and there's eighty one percent from the foul line. They hit seventeen to twenty one. They only they only missed two in the second half. Uh, the inconsistency is a killer, Chris Conway. It is a killer, and and the funny thing is, the, the sad irony is this is this is exactly what happened to Boise State last night. They were up fourteen to two, and Tech ran them down and beat them. These two's up fourteen to four, and Boise State ran them ran them down. Uh yeah, and Doug, that was that was a, it was the same problem as last night. You know, they 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 had a stretch there where their guards were getting into the lane too easily, and I just don't understand it. I just don't understand how that could happen because at times we were so good defensively. But yeah, we got to play Penn State, and worse than that, we got to play them in the seventh game. And it's in the seventh place game, which is it's ten thirty in the morning. It's just yuck, 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 yuck. And I tell you, Doug Highs, you can you can say that in one sense that we had no business losing this game. In the other sense, though, you know, Boise State did enough things right. They made their free throws. They got just in, they had they had a little hot run. You know, midway through the second half and got us down seven. I'll tell you the the thing that was a killer, and it's interesting because the other the other goaltend that looked like it wasn't a goaltend wasn't reviewed, but the one in the second half that be that was helping BCU got reviewed and overturned, and that changed the whole way the last the end of the game plays out. I just did not think we were gonna go and tune there. I didn't think we were gonna go all tune down here. I ju- I really truly didn't. And and now that we are, I mean, it's just yeah. This is this is it's depressing. It's absolutely depressing. And I tell and I'm and I'm concerned because, you know, it it took Dayton went zero three at the at the doggone, you know, battle for Atlantis last year. It took them a few weeks to get over it, and it, and I think it it did kind of plague them until sort of the end of the season, and then they got over it. Doug, they do over they do overturn goaltends. I see it. I just I'm more annoyed, and and that's and that's relatively new. It's about the last two or three years if they put that in, where they're going to call something a goaltend, and then they will look at it at the next stoppage. What I find annoying is is that they didn't look at the other one that Boise State got two points on. They didn't look at that. I don't think. Um, what's the deal with Wheeler? I I just don't know right now. I just I'm not sure what's going on with him. I was glad to see him in there, but it's just I, I don't know. I mean, he needs a ball to bounce his way and get a get, get an easy basket and maybe get some confidence. I think confidence is definitely an issue with him too. Drew uh, Drew, it's an interesting point about Zeb. You know, go back to I think it's the second game. I think it was either I think it was the second game of the season. Zeb had eight assists. I think in that game, and I'm gonna actually, you know what? I'm, I'll look it up now. 
one of the dead gum games, he had eight assists for VCU. And I thought, you know, okay, that, that kind of creator, I can, I can, I can roll with that. That's good because I think, and, and I don't think he's had a game like that. He had eight assists against, uh, against, uh, McNeese. He had eight assists against McNeese. And I think since then it wouldn't have been, I'm not even sure he's had eight since then. I mean, let's see here. Let me look at the stats for the season because he had eight. In, he had eight in the McNeese State game. And let me see here. What has he got? Uh, what has he got since? Because it wouldn't have been a ton. You know, he's got twelve. He's got twelve assists in the next four games. And and there's a lot on Shulga's plate, scoring and getting all these assists. You know, I wonder if there's too much on Shulga's plate, and maybe that's why he's wearing down a bit at the end of the games. I'm not sure with Zeb right now what's what's going on. There was a screaming man at the end of the team. Yes, I heard him. He was he was hot about that last call, that last call play call, and I would have been too. I mean, you know, to just I mean, you got 14 seconds left, and you're going for a game time three, and that's the best you can do. Yeah, yeah, we do need to beat Penn State tomorrow. You know, Frank Hyde, the coaching. Here's what I'm here's what I'm concerned about. And Doug Heyes just said it. It's not executing down the stretch. That was another one, Daniel Carter, where that was yelled out. I I I no, it wasn't me, Bradley Heath. I'm sitting on press row, so I'm not screaming at anybody. If I'm in the stands, I'm screaming, but I'm not in the stands. But it, it's part what Doug Hines says about they're not executing down the stretch, but you know, again, for a guy whose reputation is as a really good offensive coach, he just hasn't, he just is not able, he just can't find a way to get this team in a rhythm. And and part of it, I wonder, is, is it always the fact that Max has taken on a lot, then Zeb, for whatever reason, after being a fairly good facilitator in the first game with the eight assists, that he's not been willing to take that on as much. I don't, I just, I'm not sure about it right now. Well, you know, and, and Patrick Mancuso, here, here's the issue. It goes back to what, 49 seconds left, because they get the basket there to cut it to three with 49 seconds left. And it's, and they're in a tough spot, because it's 49 seconds left. If you're down one, you're going to play defense, no problem. But you're down three, and maybe you need to extend the game and foul. The problem is... You, you, you can't it's hard to foul a team when they're shooting the ball that well and they missed the one free throw right at the end when it didn't matter you know they're 12 or 13 they're, you know, they're, 11, of, they're 11 to 12 before that or yeah they're 11 to 12 before that so you're, you're in a real tough situation uh, down the stretch I tend to agree with Ian Patrick Bank so I think you go try to get a quick two but here's the other thing they get that rebound instead of racing up the floor shoulder takes his time gets it over to the timer and calls the timeout I assume that came from the bench. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't love that either. But they were, they were in a real tough spot because Boise State wasn't missing free throws. I mean, look, Boise State's going to win this game. I didn't make a basket for the last five plus minutes and because they made their free throws. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Fats. So I'm, I'm, I just wonder if it's if it's coming off an injury and having you know played so little the last year and such that it's going to take a while for him to knock the rust off because, again, you've got to get minutes to do that and he's not getting the minutes right now. So I, I don't, I don't, I wish I had a better answer for you on that and I don't right now. So it's just, it's really tough. 
Uh, this is really tough. Well, I, I mean, it could be Bruce. I, I'm, I'm. A, I mean, hopefully this is just a tournament thing, and hopefully they're going to learn from blowing these two games. They're going to have to fight a way to get. They, they, they need a mental break. They need a mental reset. Um, they need a mental reset tomorrow, but then they need a big you know, mental reset when this when this tournament is over. Somehow they got to get through this game Sunday. Find a way to win because I just I don't even want to contemplate Coley Owen three and losing to our former coach in the last game because that would be really tough. And look, it's going to sound silly, but having watched Tech in that semifinal against uh, Iowa State, I felt like VCU had something for them if they could have got into that game and they should have got into that game. And it's just hey, and these close game losses in these in-season tournaments, it is a plague at this point. It is an absolute plague at this point, and I just don't, I, I don't, I don't know how we're going to get out of it. And hopefully, with time, it's going to get better under this coach. But I just don't know right now. And I'll tell you what: I hope I don't hear from anybody. Oh, we don't have this guy or that guy. We had we we you knew you were going to have Bellstow for a while. You knew you weren't going to have him for this tournament, so you had to prepare without him. So I want to hear that excuse. Bayless still things a little bit different, but even still, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to have him all year. And you've had time to adjust to those things. This is game six. You have to you have to just you have to understand that you you don't get you you don't always get the hand to get the hand to play the hand that you want to be dealt. You get to sometimes you have to play the hand you are dealt. And VCU's got to do that. Oh, all right. So this will be going out in podcast land tomorrow, assuming that uh, we can fix whatever recording issue I had and the recording I'm trying to make on this phone while I'm doing this video works. And then, of course, uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a podcast Sunday. It'll be, it'll be probably out during the day after the game, and hopefully VCU can win that and then... We're all probably going to need a lie down and maybe even a talk with a therapist after that game because I just, I, I'm trying to, I really didn't want to play Penn State in this tournament, at least not in the seventh place game. I can't believe we're sitting here talking about a seventh place game at 1030 in the stinking morning on Sunday. It's gross. All right, so that's it. I want to thank everybody for the comments in the, in the, uh, in the good, the bad, the ugly group and, and on the video here. Thank everybody in the game thread. If you're not part of the good and bad, the ugly group, join us. You know, we have game threads. We're, we're keeping up with our other teams on campus. The D.C. women are 6-1, or 2-0 in that tournament down in Puerto Rico. They've played great to start the season. We keep up with our A-10 brethren. We fight for the A-10 other than D.C. Going, going sideways here. I mean, Davidson had a really tough game at St. Mary's. They got crushed, but that's not to be unexpected. The other day, 10 teams won. Uh, and we'll have tales from the non-conference either uh, starting tomorrow or Sunday. So... Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for commenting in the in the on the live video. Thank you all for listening out in podcast land, and we'll talk to you Sunday. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.